Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. People everywhere are starting to listen to him. He's going on French, British, Italian, Japanese television. This is the Wide World of Wine Garden. Hey guys, welcome back to the Wide World of Wine Garden. It is November 12th, Friday. Have a couple things to go over today. Tua, Tua Tagovailoa, came off the bench last night and led the Dolphins to a 21-10 upset over the Ravens. I think there were some uh, money line prices higher than 3-1. to one. The under one easily. Um, the uh, the Dolphins covered the spread, killed all the all the early Wong teaser legs with uh, with the Ravens, and a lot of people lost Survivor last night. So a uh, bunch of stuff went on in the NFL. Tua actually looked uh, pretty decent coming in late with uh, with the Brissett injury. Um, I expect the Dolphins to probably give him a couple more starts now that they're not getting Sean uh, Watson during the season. And uh, we got to give a lot of credit to Brian Flores and his defensive staff for that game plan. They uh, they blitzed on 52.1% of the Ravens' dropbacks, and uh, they did a really good job keeping Lamar Jackson in the pocket all night. I would expect other teams to watch this game tape and emulate the defensive game plan against the Ravens going forward. Uh, Dolphins safeties Javon Holland and Brad- Brandon Jones blitzed 21 and 17 times respectively last night, which is more than any other defensive backs in any game this season. And in fact, it's the most of any any defensive backs in the entire next-gen stats era, which is uh, 2016. And I feel pretty confident saying that it's a record in the modern NFL too. I've never heard of two defensive backs blitzing that much. It was very interesting. And again, credit to Brian Flores and his defensive staff for 
uh, such a you know out of the box game plan. There's there's a lot of safeties that I could think that would benefit from from being blitzed 20 times a game. And you know, like a guy like Derwin James comes to mind. I really hope we we see more uh, more uh, defensive back blitzing. Uh, but but I I think uh, I think a lot of uh, defensive coordinators and defensive uh, quality control staffs will be breaking down this uh, this tape this weekend and seeing how they can implement it in their game plans, especially against running quarterbacks like Lamar. Um, obviously, the loss and Lamar's performance last night don't do any favors for his MVP campaign, which I uh, highly touted. Uh, he's currently 16-1 to 1 at DraftKings, uh, which is low, actually. I, I personally would have put him... I would have opened him at 25-1 to 1 today. I would have uh, even considered opening him at 33-1 to 1 after last night and seeing if I took any money and, and forced, forced me to move it lower. But I'm, I'm surprised he's 16-1. to 1. I expect that number to be a lot higher after this weekend. And uh, John Harbaugh, who had, I'd, I'd heard had been a uh, contender for Coach of the Year, I never liked him, but uh, you could essentially eliminate him now. So um, fallout from yesterday's game was, was decent in the awards market. Jason uh, Odafi Owe, Jason Odafi Owe had a sack and a couple uh, tackles for losses. He's still the number two contender for defensive rookie of the year, but he needs to, uh, he needs to do something to, to make up some ground against Micah Parsons. The, uh, the Rashad Bateman first touchdown prop didn't, uh, didn't work out last night. He had six receptions for 80 yards on eight targets, but the only Ravens offensive touchdown came from Mark Andrews. The first touchdown was scored by the Dolphins defense, which was, uh, it was either a big price if you had a, a defensive touchdown as part of the market, or it was a field bet at like eight to one. I don't think there was a lot on on that. So um, you know, it's like coming up double zero on the the roulette board. Uh, sometimes you just lose these props. And uh, one thing just to point out for for the first touchdown props, sometimes you just lose them for for a long time, like a month straight. Um, you know, if you're, especially if you're betting them at big odds, I've I've lost them for weeks at a time. And then all of a sudden you hit like three, three big ones, three, three really long shots in one day. So uh, you really can't control when they hit. But I've I've had more good experiences than bad experiences with them. So I just keep playing them. Uh, but but sometimes you have to be willing to go a couple weeks without winning one until you win a big one. The uh, the coach of the year stuff I've I've been promising for a couple days. I still need a little bit more time to really dive dive into this market and get a better idea of what's going on. So it's probably going to push that to midweek next week. But I do want to point out some of the major discrepancies between the uh, market prices at the widely available places like DraftKings and then less available at Circa, who I think has better numbers and a better better feel on the market usually. Um, but so DraftKings, they, they have Cliff Kingsbury plus 450. Circa has them plus 225. It's half the price. You, you just have to look at that, that, that when they have a favorite like that at Circa, they, they think he's a much better favorite than, uh, than DraftKings. Uh, same with Mike Vrabel. He's still 7.5 to 1 at DraftKings for 4.25 at Circa. Zach Taylor, which I bet before, and I think this is actually a good bet, especially with the Ravens' loss this week, puts, puts the Bengals back with a chance to win the division. Zach Taylor, 18 to 1 at DraftKings versus 8 to 1 at Circa. Uh, Sean McVay, 10 to 1 at DraftKings, 12, 12 and a half to 1 at Circa. Don't like that as much. Bill Belichick, 20 to 1 at Circa, 16 to 1 at DraftKings. I'm pretty sure it was 30 to 1 earlier this week at Circa. Um, you know, they're, they're only, what, one game, two games out of the second seed in the AFC, the wide open AFC, I think. 
I think Bill Belichick, you know, it's it's not an award for coaches like Bill Belichick. We already know how great Bill Belichick is, but um, you know, twenty to one might might have to consider that. And then the even the even bigger long shot. I, I think I briefly mentioned this before a couple of weeks ago, but Kevin Stefanski, uh, seventy five to one at circa, twenty to one at DraftKings. I think he was as high as two hundred to one at circa earlier this week. They probably dropped him after the uh, the Bengals loss last night. Sorry, not the Bengals. The the Ravens lost last night. Um, he won the award last year. And it's rare for coaches to win this this award back to back. So uh, I, I'm not I'm not like rushing to the window to bet this, but it is compelling. Um, it's a compelling number. But you also have to keep in mind that you're you're playing 75 to one that was 200 to one earlier in the week. So it's always not a not a particularly particularly um, winning formula to pick off a number after the move like that. Uh, but that's that's where we're at with Coach of the Year. I'll, I'll, I'll go into more detail next week with, with after after the Week 10 games. We'll see where we stand with everything. Um, so yesterday I recorded, and right after I finished, the Rams broke the news that Odell Beckham had signed, which actually the, uh, the, the Rams beat writer, whose name I, I don't recall off the top of my head, uh, she she broke that news like a solid hour to 90 minutes before she she mentioned that um, Sean McVay on his, his press conference with the media was very coy about whether or not uh, Odell Beckham was was you know being courted and he, he couldn't say anything but he basically gave it away that uh, you know he was he was on his way to LA and one way or the other and the, the Rams beat writers had this uh, you know hour before the the market really reacted which isn't to say that the market reacted you know that much because they're the, the rams are like eight to one to win the super bowl they're already one of the favorites so there's really not much you know you could do numbers wise with an addition like this but uh you know odell beckham himself the player odell beckham you know his first three years in the nfl the 2014 2016 seasons if you uh you recall back that far he had 288 receptions for 400 uh, 4,122 4, yards, 35 touchdowns. He averaged 95.9 yards a game uh, over about, what, like 45 regular season games or so. I think he missed a game or two over those those couple of years. But he, he had a very good first season in the NFL. He was uh, one of a number of a long line of LSU receivers that have come in the league and put up great numbers. Uh, he actually did win Offensive Rookie of the Year, whereas Justin Jefferson, a recent... Uh, elite wide receiver from LSU did not and Jamar Chase who might actually uh, be the first wide receiver I think since Odell Beckham was is also an LSU grad so I mean a long line of elite LSU receivers in the NFL but uh, he's he's not at, at all you know you, you can't really say he's the same player at age 29 as he was at age 24 when he was putting up those numbers uh, he's he's older he's he's had several seasons of, of injuries he's missed 20 20 games or so in the last couple of years and he's worn out his welcome with two different organizations it's it's not necessarily a winning game plan to bring in guys who you know have forced their way out or have worn out their welcome uh in two different places but that's that's also fairly normal for for wide receivers if you've watched football long enough you probably have a favorite wide receiver who worked his way off off your favorite team or ended up you know Put, getting pushed out of town. Terrell Owens, you know, comes to mind. He wore out his welcome several places. Randy Moss, he ended up bouncing around a couple times before he got to the Patriots, put up a great year, and then he bounced around a couple more years. It's, it's you know, uh, wide receivers have different personalities than, than a lot of other football players, and they tend to, uh, they tend to fight with organizations a lot. 
I don't know why some of, you know, I, I really have no insight into that, but, uh, the upside of this deal for the Rams is that it didn't cost them much. And that if he, he has any of that talent post injury, um, you know, the, those injuries that kept him off field for 20 games for the last three, four years, he's, uh, he's still really good to, you know, he's still a really good player and he can contribute to this Rams offense. He's not being asked to, to carry the load as the number one receiver either, like he was in, in New York or Cleveland. So that's that's very helpful. They already have Cooper Cup and, and Robert Woods as, as solid number one, number two receivers. So um, Odell Beckham is a complimentary piece to that. And it's going to take him a while to get him, uh, get him into the actual playbook and get him in screens and, and in the slot and everything. But he can definitely create uh, create his own, you know, touches and get out in space and get open, with a, especially with a defense that's uh, – concerned about keeping Cooper Cup and Robert Woods covered. You know, there's only so many defensive backs you can put on the field. You have Tyler Higby and Van Jefferson, too, who are both plus receiving options. Uh, somebody's going to be open, and this this is the type of addition that's going to you know really help the, the Rams offense as a whole, as opposed to one player in particular. Um, it'll, it'll obviously help Matt Stafford and, you know, make him a, a better candidate for MVP that, you know, he'll have, he'll have more weapons to throw to, but um, I think this move is uh, it's similar to what the Patriots do with, with disgruntled veterans where they bring them in and try to get the, the best out of them. Uh, but there's some downside. I mean, he's, he's kind of old, 29's old for a wide receiver. He's been injured. Uh, there's no guarantee he's going to do well. There, you know, there's just, it didn't cost much. So it's a good pickup, good pickup for the Rams. Um, you know they they added Odell Beckham this week. They added Von Miller Von Miller last week. He hasn't he hasn't suited up for the Rams yet. But it's it's important to point out you know that the media really hyping up these acquisitions. But uh, neither one of these players' teams were really upset to see them go. The Broncos didn't hesitate to dump Von Miller. Uh, there's clearly some background information missing on how this trade happened so fast. Uh, Von Miller's in his 11th season. He's, he's played 11 years all in Denver where they won a Super Bowl. He was Super Bowl MVP. He was Defensive Rookie of the Year. Three-time first-team All-Pro. Uh, Eight-time Pro Bowler. Most sacks in Denver history. There's, you know, that's not... It's not usual to see a veteran like that treat, traded in the middle of, of the season without there being some sort of uh, reason why they pushed him out the door. And, you know, like I mentioned, there was some stuff about a Halloween party and asking the rookies and other people to pay for it or something, but uh, there's got to be way more to this story than just uh, just some some sour locker room stuff. Uh, so so you know, like I mentioned, the the Broncos were were glad to see him go. They they smashed uh, the Cowboys last week without him. And uh, Von Miller he missed all 2020 with an ankle injury. He played seven games this year. He looked fine. He can easily add something to the Rams defense, especially like how I mentioned with. Uh, with Odell Beckham, he's he's not being asked to carry the load. He's a complimentary piece to the, the guys who are already doing their things there. Um, and and the, the Broncos were able to get some picks back for him for a guy they clearly didn't miss, didn't need. Uh, they were able to, you know, beat the Cowboys, hold them scoreless till garbage time. So, you know, the NFL sometimes just strange. Uh, trades happen, the teams, you know, LA LA benefits by being LA and being, being all in and being a place where veterans want to come and play. And the... Uh, the Broncos got some draft picks. That's that's just how it works sometimes. Uh, but but these guys, they're they're complementary pieces for the Rams. They're they're veterans that are not being asked to carry the load for the team, but to contribute, you know, and do do the things they do best. So 
Uh, you, you definitely get the sense that the Rams are all in. The Rams are trying to, to get to the Super Bowl this year, and they are adding the pieces to make that happen, as opposed to an organization like the Packers, who just, it seems, year after year, cannot get these extra weapons, whether it's Randy Moss or uh, Marshawn Lynch. When, when Marshawn Lynch was, was leaving Buffalo, they, they could have had him. They didn't. Um, there's, there's just a long line of, of weapons that... Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers would have been very happy to have that the Packers just just refused to, um, you know, they, they refused to, to push these over the line in season. But, you know, the, the, the Rams are going to benefit from, from all these other teams wanting to dump veterans. I would imagine if there's any other veterans that get dumped in the next week or two, the Rams will be on them as well. They're, uh, they're absolutely all in for the, uh, the Super Bowl this year. But uh, yeah, beyond that, the Cam New the Cam Newton news broke as well. Right when I started taping yesterday, there's you know it didn't change the the Panthers' odds at all. But it's cool he's back. I don't think he'll be active this week. Uh, XFL legend PJ Walker will probably get at least one start before Newton takes his old job back. So, gonna take a break real quick. Smart journalism, fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> 
Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my day. That's my day. Welcome back. Wide World of Weingarten getting into the European Tour this afternoon. Um, Antoine Rosner is the leader at 15 under. He uh, followed up his opening round 65 with a 64. J.B. Hansen's tied for second at 14 under. Uh, Dean Burmeister, who I, I bet on before the, the event started, is uh, slightly in contention. Uh, he's tied seventh at 11 under. Only shot a 68 on a course that with a where, where a four under isn't really good enough to gain gain ground. Uh, he had some some bogeys on on the back end of of the front nine and and the back nine. So he he could have played better. Um, you know, it's it's hard when you when you play uh, when you win a tournament like he did in South Africa last week. You, you know, you, you hope the form carries over, but it's it's hard to put up eight rounds of elite golf over two weeks uh i wouldn't be surprised if we see him falter a little bit shoot a 70 or something this weekend but i'm, I'm absolutely hoping that he continues to contend the uh, the problem like i mentioned yesterday though is that a course like this um that's built for uh middle eastern sheiks who have never picked up a golf club before they they joined a this country club it's it's not the kind of course it's gonna get harder as the weekend weighs on the, the greens aren't gonna harden or anything um i wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised to see the winning score at minus 25 or even a little higher. Um, and this isn't even a particularly strong field, mind you. So remember next week when they move over to the other course, there's two courses on this uh, uh, country club. I think they're playing the fire course this, this week and next week it's called the earth course or whatever. I don't know why they pick these stupid names, but that's what they're called. Um, so I mentioned uh, Burmeister's in contention, contention, um, tied for seventh, but it's gonna really uh, it's gonna take some low rounds this weekend for him to to get to like you know 25 or whatever. I don't I don't see the uh, the Rosners and Hansons of of this uh, this field letting up and having bad rounds this weekend. It's it's just gonna be up to the guys to shoot shoot low scores. Um, surprisingly, haven't seen live betting on this. I don't know why um, the the normal places I would live bet this do not have it. Um, the Latvians do have it, but I don't recommend betting there. I'm just using their odds for comparison because they they use some third-party live odds provider to, to get these numbers. So I don't mind I don't mind pulling their numbers for for reference. But uh, Rosner uh, three and a half to one favorite. JB Hansen five and a half to one down from nine to one. Uh, Fleetwood also five and a half to one. Uh, don't love that. Uh, Laporta eight to one. Weisberger Weisberger eleven to one. Uh, Burmeister, 14, up from 9. I, I thought I saw 17 earlier, so 17, 14, whatever. Um, you know, he was 9-1 to one after the first round, 14-1 to one after the second round. It was 33-1 to one pre-tournament, so still still about half, half his pre-tournament odds, but can't say I'm feeling particularly good about it with the scores from the rest of the field and uh, everyone's ability to go really low. Uh, next week, I mentioned it's the Euro Tour Championship, which means the uh, top 50 in the race for Dubai Field will be uh, will be playing. With there also be a couple of exempt exemptions. For example, like Sergio Garcia is exempt, 
and for some reason Patrick Reed is exempt. I can't can't uh, figure out why anybody wants Patrick Reed there. Um, I'm guessing it's something to do with an appearance fee. He's uh, he's recently been in Bermuda, Mexico, and now Dubai. Uh, you know my stance: the less Patrick Reed, the less we talk about him, the better. Um, you know, there's a guy I'll never root for. But uh, some guys we should be seeing in the European Tour field next week who are not there this week is uh, includes, let's see, Colin Morikawa, Billy Horschel, John Rahm, uh, Terrell Hatton, Matt Fitzpatrick, Abe Anser, Will Zaltoris, Victor Hovland, Guido Migliazzi, Rory, Rory McIlroy, uh, Lucas Herbert, Justin Rose, Garrick Higo, um, and many others that I didn't care to mention. But uh, it should be a pretty stacked field, the top 50 on the Euro Tour. I'm um, looking forward to that. I'm sure John Rahm will be a short favorite. Morikawa will probably also up there as well. Rory will be, um, I don't know, hopefully higher than 10 to 1, 12 to 1. I would not be surprised if next week's show, Monday or Tuesday, the first thing you hear me say is, I bet Rory McElroy. Um, let's just wait and see what the number is, but he's uh, it's Rory on a desert course. Got to gotta always get those bets in. Um, maybe we'll even do some top 10 or something, top 20, probably not going to be a good price, maybe top 10, top five sort of thing. But, uh, yeah, Rory on a desert course next week. Let's, uh, let's bookmark that. The, uh, the PGA tour second rounds underway in Houston. They finished the first round early this morning. Uh, Martin trainer currently in the lead at 10 under Kevin Tway currently second at nine under. If you'll excuse me really quickly, I'm going to check the board just to see if anything's changed since I started recording. Yep, nothing, uh, nothing exciting. Matt Wolf's at minus three. The guys I like, uh, the guys I like haven't haven't teed off yet. Uh, Grayson Sig, Davis Riley. Um, let's see, it's not not a very exciting leaderboard. Scott Scheffler shot an 82, uh, sorry, a 62 to jump jump into contention after an opening round 72. So 62 uh, after his 72, it's a nice nice decent low score. Um, if I was going to jump into some live betting, I, I thought about maybe Matt Wolf, but he's like 12 to one live. That's absolutely a bad price on Matt Wolf. I cannot take 12 to one on Matt Wolf live. Davis Riley was 90 to one. Grayson Sig 100 to one. Those are guys I would probably take a stab at if either one of them starts, uh, starts with, with uh, a couple birdies in their, their second round today. I might, uh, I might take a, take a stab at them, but like I mentioned, I'm, I'm really not, not betting too much this weekend because I got this huge future carry over next week. Uh, Maverick McNeely, it, it's not his week, it looks like. He was, uh, he's two under, finishing his round up, his second round up after a first round 71. He'd have to have a really big Saturday to justify, justify betting 200 to one. So I'm probably just going to pass for that. And, um, you know, you can always pick these things up live and Saturday afternoon or, you know, find, find something compelling later on. Um, but that's, that's what I got. I mentioned, uh, Ole Miss, Ole Miss under uh, 56 and a half for, for Saturday is, is my exciting f football bet for the weekend. Um, Wong teasers. I don't really have much. I mentioned Steelers, uh, Steelers Saints was the Wong teaser. If you use the, the, the Ravens last night, you already lost. So, um, basically done with that for the weekend. Uh, so yeah, I'll be back. I think next episode's going to be Monday, Monday afternoon, uh, barring something that I feel I need to record this weekend. So yeah, look for look for episode twenty three on Monday.
Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. At- 